This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to remind you, peace of mind is tough to come by these days unless you have a Liberty Safe. With a Liberty Safe, you won't worry when you leave the house because you'll know your valuables are protected. And right now, you can get free delivery to your home on any Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com for factory direct pricing. LibertySafe.com, made in the USA, lifetime warranty, and peace of mind. LibertySafe.com. Sorry. Um, I think the rope broke, though, because you're uh, overweight. Perhaps. <laughs> yeah, and who knew that the the bison were coming, the buffalo? Who knew? I mean, I could have waited. Those, one of those weird things. Mm. Anyway, 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. Uh, wow. We've got a lot of stuff uh, saved up from this morning's uh, radio show. The, uh, to get to today and into tomorrow, uh, something we mentioned very briefly at the end of the show was the Kathleen Willey response to what Hillary Clinton <laughs> had to say yesterday. Yeah. Ooh, it's uh, strong. Uh, also, tonight, of course, is the big debate. And uh, there's uh, no Bobby Jindal at the big kids' table again. Um, no Rick Santorum. No Rick Santorum. Well, so there's four at the it's little. Only, Jim Gilchrist, Morlinson. Don't tell me George Pataki's. And George Pataki. I think there's oh, a four. No. There's only four. They should have bumped them up. Did something. <laughs> I don't know that they... Well, it's an interesting uh, thing that kind of happened with this is Perry dropped out, so it went from five to four at the little kids' table. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the little kids' table is an hour 45. So you have an hour 45 split over four candidates as opposed to three hours split over 11 candidates. So the little is kids' table is actually going to be a good, lot more good thorough. Good place to be. Three it's hours. Really three? I thought it was only. I thought it was two. No, three hours. It's going to be one of the longest debates oh, in history, wow, okay. supposedly. Wow. Um, well, I, mean, wait I don't that. think it's Lincoln Douglas, but it's uh, it's pretty long. <laughs> mm. um, it's at least in recent history, it's one of the longest ones. But yeah, you get eleven people. Uh, but there, I did hear that they're they're limiting uh, answers to a minute. So Let's that get the buzzer, yeah, or get the buzzer, um, which you know isn't really ideal. But with they really eleven people, adhered to that last time too. Yeah, they really did. Um, when the thing went off or whatever happened, I remember them. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, it was the doorbell thing because people yeah. were complaining because their dogs were going <clears throat> crazy. They thought people were at the at the front door. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I mean, if you have, let's just say, you have a one minute response from each candidate, and then you have, so you have, uh, you ask a question, candidate one. Uh, then they respond. Then you ask a, a question to candidate two. They respond and ask a question to candidate three. You're looking at a person speaks, and then what? 
probably 20 minutes until they speak again. Yeah. With the exception of maybe sometimes they have those little interactions where they, you know, someone if someone says your name directly, you get a chance to respond or however they have the rules set up. But you're talking a, probably a good 20 minutes in between people speaking if they space it out evenly like that. Mm -hmm. That's really impossible. It's almost like they should build it into three separate debates and just kind of break it down. Uh, we, we really just need people to drop out. Uh, yep. You know, if, it would be nice if, uh, you know, Jill, uh, Jim Gilcrest Morlinson dropped out. George Pataki Lindsey Graham. dropped out. Lindsey Graham. Oh, yeah, Lindsey Graham's going to be at the table, too, so maybe it's yeah, five people. Five. Must be um, five. Uh, Lindsey Graham dropped out. And then you could bring up, uh, maybe maybe even bring up Santorum and Jindal. You have a field of 13. Split that into two debates. I, and want, go. I want John Kasich out. He he has no business being in it. Yeah, he's, no he's polling well enough, though, you can't throw him out. He's got no business. Just get him out. I mean, I, I'm with you, but, I mean, Gil Crest Morlinson is at literally 0%. Zero. Not 0.1%. But zero percent in the polls right now. Yeah. There's no reason for him to be getting any attention at the no, debate. There the next debate should kick him out. Uh, you know, sorry, unless he can get up to two percent or something. You know, but forget it. It's time. And yeah. I, honestly, Gilmore isn't offensive policy-wise like some of these other guys. I mean, I don't think he's as bad as Lindsey Graham or as bad as uh, you know some of these other he's candidates. He's probably not as bad. And I don't know where he stands on most things. He's probably not as bad as Trump is. Oh yeah, I'm sure he's not. Well, nobody, there's nobody in the field who supports the things that Trump supports. Nobody. Nobody in the field who supports eminent domain, taking people's homes for your own private, personal... Not the Republican domain. field, anyway. Not in the Republican field. And I don't know that there's one in the Democrat field. Now, they might secretly support it, but uh, none of them will admit it. Well, yeah. 44 states have passed constitutional mm -hmm. amendments or other laws to prevent what he still supports 100%. Uh, 44 states, there's overwhelming agreement you should not be able to take the american dream away from somebody because you want to build a parking lot the only person in the entire field who supports that policy is donald trump which is why <clears throat> Rand paul with whom we just spoke on radio says that he thinks that donald trump deserves being hit with both barrels tonight so i guess Rand paul for one intends to uh really go after donald trump and mm. see if he can make some headway finally he says, I think ultimately when voters fully grasp who he is and what he supports, I think they'll run away with their hair on fire. You know, I wish I believed that. I wish I had that kind of confidence in the American people. I'm not sure I do now. I think I did before I, this. I mean, I, I've, I have a much lower opinion of the American people since Barack mm -hmm. Obama, particularly in 2012. Yep. But I had enough faith in the uh, at least people who claim to be conservative to not think that this would uh, occur here. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I, I'm now pretty much lost that faith, too. So, you know, but I do think this will come around. I, I think this is a fling. I, I still do. It's, it's, it's a, you know, a little longer than I think a lot of people pre predict. It's a lot longer. But he's down. Well, I mean, it's only been a two. Lot. It's not even been two months. Two still, full months. Two months too long. Well, I mean, I, I agree. I, I could have stood a couple of days of it. A couple of days would have been fine. It would have been fun for two days. Okay. It's been, well, all, it's been two months. I, yes, I, I would agree with this uh, okay. analysis in general. And now, but, and now we're starting to get the, you know, uh, the... If if you disagree with him, if you speak your mind, if you tell the truth, heaven forbid, uh, then you get right wing publications coming after you, and, and and trying to burn you to the ground for it. I mean that is unbelievable to me. That is un. 
believable to me. I, I'm, the response about people calling Glenn, saying that his psychological breakdown, his public psychological breakdown <laughs> wow. continues over this. Yeah, that's, what the that's hell is wrong with you? That is New York Times-style stuff. It's petty personal idiocy. But, I mean, I, I, like, look at, look at who it you have to believe. It just needs to be pointed out. Yes, it's petty personal idiocy, but it's also New York Times. It's also progressive. It's also the tactic of the left. It's also uh, exactly what the left is trying to do. Exactly what the left is but trying it, to do. It's such an interesting thing. To, to clear the mental gymnastics that would lead you to this. Like, so I just want to make sure. So Trump, a guy who was admittedly a Democrat in 2009, mm-hmm. is admitted to all these liberal policies, some of which he's changed his mind on, some of which he hasn't, donated to all these people. You give him an excuse out of a that. A guy who has okay. voted for Barack Obama. Right, okay, so you got all that out there. Okay, but you have to, so there's your choices. You have to believe him. And because people who are critical of those policies and those positions that he's held and does currently hold, you have to believe that Glenn Beck is uh, a liberal and Pat Gray is a liberal Mm -hmm. and Stu, whatever he is, is a liberal. And Jeffy is a liberal. And Lawrence, who is on the show today, is a liberal. And Dana Lash is a liberal. And Michelle Malkin, she's a liberal. And Charles C.W. Cook, he's a liberal. And Eric Erickson, he's a liberal. And I mean, just the... The, the the ridiculous nonsense, not to mention the candidates that we could go through, who you'd have to also believe are liberals. It's so, Megyn Kelly is a liberal. It's just so mm-hmm. fundamentally nuts it is. to go down those roads. Now, you can agree, like, you might, you know, there are people that probably, if you could come up with some coherent ideology from Trump, who might actually agree with that who agree with every position he holds, or at least close to it, because nobody agrees with every every politician on on every position. But, you know, maybe there's a lot of people who are like, you know what, yes, I want to secure the border, and yes, I want tariffs on all products to raise the prices, and yes, I want to be able to, you know, businesses should be able to take people's houses when they need to to build parking lots, and yes, I want higher taxes, and yes, I, you know, uh, want affirmative action, and yes, I want the bailouts, uh, and yes, I want to be really tough on ISIS, and yes, I want to, like, there's probably somebody who holds all of those viewpoints together. I just don't believe it's whatever, 20 now 6% or 27% of, of Republican voters. Um, I, I think there's something else in play there. And I, I honestly believe a lot of it's celebrity. A lot of it is uh, the idea of trying to win. And you think this guy is just because he's a big celebrity and lots of money. And you've, he's, he's sold you on the fact that he'll be effective in whatever he do, he's done. Um, you know, uh, there are a lot of things that I think it is. Um, and I think Largely, it's that. It's, it's driven by media coverage. It's driven by celebrity. It's driven by uh, being sick of losing to Democrats, being sick of people backing down from the media, all those things we've discovered, discussed over, over the year uh, or the last few months that he's been in. feels like a year. Uh, but it's definitely it can't be policy. There's not he's not coming. He's not even offering it. This speech last night was billed as a, pub, a foreign policy major foreign policy uh, speech where he was going to lay out what he was going to do in foreign policy. He's going to do something very, very special. I tuned in to hear that because I was like, all right, finally he's going to do something and at least describe some policies. At no point did he he say anything. Yes, he did. He said he was going to do something very, very special. For our veterans. For our veterans. And I'm sure he'll do something very, very special in Iran as well. And they'll know that they have to return our four hostages. That will be very, very special because they know, believe him, 
believe him. They know that when he's elected, they'll have to release them even before he's inaugurated. They just know. And if they don't, they do now because he let them know that. So he said some very, very special things last night that were, uh, that were phenomenal and, and very special. It's the other word he uses all the time. Phenomenal is one. Uh, special is another. Uh, I think it's just phenomenal and special, actually. Uh, that it seems to be his superlative adjectives. It's pretty good. That's a, that's a lot. That's a lot, though. That's two. That's that's better than one. That's more. He does use terrific. Yeah, yeah. he uses one. terrific, phenomenal, and special. I would like to do a montage of him just saying, believe me. Because, man, if that's not the central theme of every one of his speeches, it just is. believe me. Yeah. Yes, I know the and things I'm we... saying don't necessarily seem possible. Believe me, it'll get done. Believe me, believe me, believe me. That's central you... to what Barack Obama was doing as well. It's amazing. I wonder, I don't know that anybody's ever tried this before. I mean, even Obama had more detail than this. Even Obama had some meat to back up what he was saying. Nobody looked at lies. Yeah, they were all lies. It was a pack of lies. But he had some meat to back it up. He had some liberal, progressive, socialist policies to back up what he was saying. Trump doesn't even seem to have that. He doesn't have that. And so I don't, I don't know that there's been as empty a caloric campaign as Donald Trump's ever in the history of my life, at least. I, I can't remember anything like this. I've never seen anything like it. Never seen anything like it. And he's not even saying anything. I, a lot of times you come in here and just be like, well, I, let me. Because I remember when we first started this Trump thing, my honest opinion was when people figured out that he wasn't conservative, yeah. the conservatives would run from yeah. him. Um, and that, uh, I mean, it just doesn't happen. happen. And for whatever, like, and the reason for that is not that the things we're saying are wrong or lies. We're not, we're, it's not that anyone's saying, well, he didn't believe those things. He's on tape saying he believed them. It's that we are liberals because we don't believe he's now a conservative. It's like we are, uh, we are haters. We are, there's something wrong with us because we don't trust this guy who just developed this love for conservatism within like the last three months. Mm -hmm. And again, even now, he's got all sorts of things that he's admitting to today that aren't conservative at all, eminent domain being, I guess, the, the, the one I like the most because it's so blatantly clear. But, I mean, higher taxes, affirmative action, auto bailout, uh, stimulus package, uh, bank bailout, all of those things he's supported and he has not backed off on. He still believes all of them. Now, things like Planned Parenthood, he's b waffled back and forth on. Where he said at no, first... He, he never backs down. Yeah, he does all the no, time. No, he doesn't Pat. do that. Pat, he almost all of the... He, Stu, that's what I love about him. He never backs down. He does not back down on eminent domain. He does I will not give back you that. down. He will not... No, despite the pressure of what would be a conservative voter base, mm -hmm. he still believes you can take away people's homes to build parking lots. And that is something <laughs> he has not backed down on. No, because that's part of his livelihood. That's it is his how, livelihood. That's how he got where he is today. Yeah. He's so. used government power to build the fortune he's praising himself for. Yeah. That, that is... Uh, well, he and his dad have done that because uh, his dad started this empire and he's continued it. Triple eight seven two seven bet. It's Pat and Stu, and right now you can get a seventy-two hour emergency food supply for ten dollars. Mm. Mm -hmm. Gosh, I can't emphasize enough how great that is. I mean, who can eat for three days for ten bucks for one person? Certainly no, not Jeffy. Not me. Not Jeffy. Not even. I mean, I mean I, I maybe. Don't know if my kids maybe could. I'll try. You'll try. Yeah, I'll try. 
So All right. Give me the three days. I would like to see that. I would like to see that because I, I would guess you dip into not only yours and it would be gone, your wife's, mm -hmm. your children's, your in-laws, mm -hmm. everyone who lives in your house, all their supplies would be gone. <laughs> About half the would? stockpile yeah. of it my Patriot be supply would be gone as well. You're saying they would be gone. They yeah. would be gone. Okay. Mm -hmm. I hope they yeah. don't look at the boxes that we already ordered. <laughs> oh, they are already gone. Okay, I got you. But 10 bucks is about as low as the price you're ever going to see for this. Obviously, uh, they're talking about free shipping as well. If you order in the next, uh, what is it, I don't know, next that day or whatever it is. I don't know. 12 hours. 12 hours. Call them. Just call them now, and that makes it easier. Maybe it's late, but just call them. 800 It's my Patriot Supply. It's not just food. It's freedom. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. And then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. Seven two seven back. It's Pat Stu. Uh, welcome to it. Uh, we've seen the list of uh, CNN celebrity people who are going to ask questions of the candidates tonight. Mm -hmm. I like uh, one of the one of the celebrities that they're going to have ask GOP candidates questions is Susan Sarandon. Great. Love of course, you know, long-time conservative, long-time well, they, they, GOP activist. I think liberals why, why, can ask them questions, yeah, too. They could, but why? You'd have them do it th with the Democrats. I mean, you're not going to agree with any of their premises. Although her question, I think, could go either here's way. I, mean, I think yes, conservatives believe... Uh, here's, here's her question. Yes, it could. Given that this March, the World Health Organization... Who okay, so she's talking UN fan. before the first sentence is even over. Yeah. Given that this March, the World Health Organization announced that the main chemical in Monsanto's Roundup is probably carcinogenic to humans. Probably. Probably. I will say, though, it's probably. It, delicious. Because you, you've yes. tried it. It is delicious. You've uh, literally right. tried it. I have actually drank some, yeah. You actually uh, didn't find it delicious. No, that it's actually kind really, of a lie. It's not a drink. People don't you drink don't it. You don't want to use it as a topping for ice cream. No. No, you would not want Although, to. Jeffy, I mean, you might want to. No, it, it would ruin the taste of ice cream. <laughs> it wouldn't hurt you, but it would ruin the taste of the ice cream, I will tell you that. But given it's probably carcinogenic. By the way, we, I mean, we've covered this before, too. The UN, the World Health Organization, has a list of carcinogenic uh, chemicals that they, uh, they keep. They have only found one chemical out of the thousands that they've tested that didn't cause cancer. One. All of the other ones, they say, could cause cancer. Now, some of them, they say... Probably. Some of them, they say, might. Uh, but all of them, 
Except for one, and I, I wish I could remember off the top of my head. Is that because they, is that because they fed uh, an animal ungodly amounts of? Yeah, uh, of course. It's some in some at some dose in some level, and not and that doesn't mean that like for example Roundup they have not actually found any any that's ever been caused. But what they say is it could theoretically do it. In some at some dose, it could theoretically do it. And the word probably is applied to things like pickled vegetables. Right. Mm. That's how dumb this point uh, on is. On behalf but I, of Susan Sarandon, mm -hmm. could we get back to her question? Sorry. Uh, yeah. Please. Okay, so given that it's probably carcinogenic to you. <laughs> right. uh, now we're giving, I want to make sure we're given that point. And given that Roundup is still sprayed on corn and soy grown in this country. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. What is your stance on regulating the use of the herbicide to ensure it's not giving Americans cancer? Uh, Susan, uh, F off. Thank you. Next question. Uh, can I go to? Uh, no, that'd be great. That's probably how I would answer. Susan, Susan, what we're going to do is we're going to continue using it, mm -hmm. and if someone dies, we'll check into it. Next. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, uh, that's. Uh, you know, that, but that's not a partisan question by her. I will say. No, that's I'm actually surprised. a pretty it's, good it's just question. Just a stupid liberal bullcrap question. To me, it is that's certainly. It is. But I mean, there are some people who believe that, and, it, and it's not like a "Why do you hate poor people?" type right, of question. Right. I give her some credit for just being. That, that would be more. Know, Right. Here's Stephen King, novelist. Uh, and you know, he's a big fan of Glenn's. Yeah, he's he once a, called him the little brother of Satan. Uh, no, Satan's mentally challenged Sa younger brother. Okay, that's that what was it was. What the full phrase All was. Right. Uh, we made a shirt out of it. Uh, if it's okay to register cars and licensed drivers, where do you think this is going? Guns. Yes. Why is it not okay to impose similar legal responsibilities on gun owners? Hey, Pumpkin. We've done that. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all right. I, I took it's, a. It's all taken care took of. A, We've of course, done that. Actually. Go get it. See if you. Have you ever gone through the process? Or are you just talking out your ass, Stephen? Go try to buy a gun and see if it's checked on, mm -hmm. registered. What? what you, you People, different places. Just, right. Different places have different. Uh, different uh, laws. laws, of course. Uh, but, like, uh, for example, in Texas, a place you think <laughs> have pretty uh, liberal or pretty. I don't know. I, I, liberal is weird in this context, but uh, conservative-leaning mm -hmm. uh, gun laws. I went through a full day, full check. course to uh, to get my concealed carry, and you have uh, a license, license. right? Uh, yeah, that's what you need for a concealed carry uh, mm -hmm. thing. Here, you have the same thing. Um, you have to go through a whole course where I had to sit and listen to, uh, you know, uh, point after point about, you know, how do you, you know, all the things you know about guns. But you need to sit there and make sure you go through the process. You have to go through a background check when you buy your weapon. There are all sorts of restrictions where you can carry them, whether you can put them in your car, where you can bring them, where, what you can do with them once you have them. There are all sorts of rules and laws restricting how you use your uh, guns. By the way, in essence, uh, in opposition of what the Constitution said when it said you, you can't do that, you can't restrict uh, those rights. Which is why uh, when Stephen King asked a question, if it's okay to register cars and licensed drivers, why is it not okay to impose similar legal responsibilities on gun owners? Because the Constitution says it's not. Done. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, you're done at that point. Yeah. Aren't you? I mean, not for Stephen, but because he doesn't care right. about the Constitution. He doesn't care. But that um, should end it. Um, I love Jane Fonda's question. Almost 100 years after women secured the right to vote in 1920 through the 19th Amendment, we still do not have equal rights under the Constitution. How do we get this? My question for the GOP candidates, do you support the Equal Rights Amendment? See, they, that's the typical liberal no, question. No, honey, I don't. <laughs> I think that's... honey is an important part of that response. I, either honey or pumpkin. I'm a little... Pudding? Uh, pudding. Pudding might be nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no pudding. 
I'm not. You like that better <laughs> than honey? Yeah. Equal Uncle rights. Uncle uh, No. That's because, um, of course, Equal it's, rights it's promoted. Amendment? There's something uh, is uh, all, you know, oh, we actually create, agonizing. we treat people equally under the law, right? That's actually one of the fundamental right. things in no, our society. No, but I mean, she's talking about actually creating an equal rights amendment. Right, which mm -hmm. has a completely different agenda than actually equal, having yes, equal rights. Yes, it does. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yes, but does. that's a whole different situation. Because certainly equal, an equal rights amendment, for example, would make affirmative action illegal if it was an actually equal rights amendment you mm -hmm. would not be able to favor someone on the basis of uh, of, of anything. race or gender or anything else and mm -hmm. surely jane would support something like that did you make oh. it all the way down to bill nine no, it's oh, Bill Nye's. No. Oh, is it global warming? <laughs> Let me guess. It's got to be global warming. Global warming? <laughs> what steps would your administration take to address climate change? Oh, jeez. What will be your renewable energy <clears throat> policies? How will you handle people displaced by rising sea levels along our coasts? I would uh, deport you, Bill, and have you figure it out in those countries. Thank you. Thank you for asking. The Thank first you. person displaced uh, will deal with it then, okay? Because uh, it's, there are not a lot of people being displaced along our coastline right now. You don't. So. Well, there are. Of course, we, the, the population actually continues to grow exponentially on the coastline. On the coastline, because that's where people want to live. Uh, oddly, uh, do you have Glenn's questions? I do. And they are uh, as follows. If the average citizen thinks God has nothing to do with, with government, who then creates our rights and what makes them inalienable? Isn't it unalienable? Okay. I always get those two. It's uh, either or. It, they, but it, both? it can be in or un. But isn't it un in the document? Uh, I can't remember which is which un. now. Um, and then he says you, Trump, said in the last debate the government-run single-payer health care is working incredibly well in Canada and Scotland. Can you give any examples that lead you to believe that? Mm, I love that question. Because there are many who say that isn't the case. And if you're a fan of it there, why not here? That would be a question that would really, I think, make him squirm. What What are you going to say? Of course, he doesn't squirm on any of this stuff. No, He's he so doesn't. cocky, he just doesn't. Well, yeah, I mean, he'll just not answer it. I mean, that's that's kind of his... Yeah. It's, it's the funny thing. It's like everyone's like, oh, this is a fresh politician because I don't want these politicians who just avoid questions. And Trump never answers never. a question like no. that. Right. He doesn't go into the level of detail like that. His out... The only reason he said that, and whether he believes it or not, I have no idea. Um, the only reason he said that, it was to defend a, per, a previous position where he said it was a birthright. When you're born, you are... It is a right in our society to get universal health care mm -hmm. uh, from beginning of life to end of life. That is what he said in a previous, uh, you know, election time. So this time, he, to defend that point, he said, look, well, look, I said that a long time ago. It's working great in other countries, but I'm not trying to propose that here. That's a huge problem if you're a conservative and actually care about policy, because obviously it's not working well there. And if that's his judgment, just take it on judgment. If his judgment is that Scotland, with the worst health outcomes in all of Europe, uh, it's working incredibly well, or Canada, where cities have lottery systems to get appointments at doctors. They actually have lottery systems so that you can become a patient at a general practitioner, where people flood across the border constantly to get care here in the United States. You think it's working well there, where, where you can go months and months and months at a time without even being able to get an appointment with a doctor, let alone the care uh, actually be uh, practiced. I, I uh, talking to Brian Lilly, who lives up in, uh, in Canada. He was on Sun News uh, up there. And I was asking him about that particular comment. And he said, 
you know, once you get in, the care is okay. Like, if you can get some good care. Some doctors are really good in Canada. However, it will take months. Uh, mm -hmm. It can take uh, three and four times as long as it takes here in the United States to actually get care. You want that system? You think that's working well? It's not. It's obviously not. And while the media would say, well, we think it's good, a conservative wouldn't. No one who has a conservative principle in their body is going to say, hey, this is a great system. It's working incredibly well. I mean, it's not working incredibly well. And it's, not, it's more than just, well, it doesn't matter. He only used to believe to put that in the United States, which he did. It's more than that. If you, if you believe today, looking at the, the, the evidence that is available, that that is a great system, you don't belong in the Republican Party at all. I mean, it's, it's, we are going, like, let's say Trump wins. You're going to, this is how stupid Republicans are. You are going to take the, a policy that 60% of the United States hates in Obamacare. And follow that up to challenge that policy with the guy who created the system that preceded Obamacare called Romneycare and a guy who believes universal health care is a birthright. If that's the opposition, we might as well just shut the whole election process down because you're not getting two people running. It's the same thing over and over again. And that's been Glenn's argument about progressivism for a hell of a long time. Indeed. Indeed. Which leads us to Jose Vargas, uh, Jose Antonio Vargas who's a Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist, mm -hmm. and he's also the founder of Define American and hashtag Emerging U.S. How oh, good. What do you suppose his question regards? You guessed it, immigration. No Several candidates have said part of their immigration plan would include stripping the 14th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution to end birthright citizenship. Now, that would assume that the 14th <laughs> Amendment includes birthright citizenship, which it does not. My question is, why should voters not be concerned that such a casual approach to disregarding the nation's supreme law would extend past anti-immigrant sentiment and onto any other portion you choose, such as the Second Amendment right to bear arms? So the guy cares deeply about That's the funny. 14th Amendment, doesn't give a rat's ass about the second. Kind of a funny approach, though, because basically That's what he's amazing, saying is, man. I believe, you know, this is part Good. of the Constitution. Gosh. If you're going to dismiss that part of the Constitution, who says you're not going to dismiss the Second Amendment? Which he couldn't care less about. Uh, he doesn't care about that. And honestly, I don't know. I mean, Trump may or may not. He's been against guns in the past, right? He hasn't really spent much time talking about them now. He does say that he's pro-Second Amendment now. Uh, you know, it's obviously up to you whether you believe that. Um, but that is, that's kind of where he says now. But that's a kind of a funny approach from, from Ramos. And how can you justify picking and choosing which parts of the Constitution will remain intact under your presidency? Now, don't worry about the laws uh, regarding immigration itself. That Obama, has any over, of those. that Obama has <laughs> been you know. completely ignored. And our laws, our nation's laws being violated every day. Don't worry about uh, identity theft and tax evasion. Don't worry about any of those laws. But he does care about the 14th Amendment oh, yeah. and birthright citizenship. I mean, he's not even a Thank citizen, you, right? Jose Antonio Vargas? Yeah, he's not even a citizen. I don't know, is he? No, I don't think so. I think that's is his he big not? deal. That's his, oh, that's, oh, that's that, the guy who... Uh, MTV and stuff, I got him right? confused with... That, um, uh, oh, God, what the, I can't think of his name. But, uh, that, yeah, he's the guy that is a... He was a, um, um, a journalist... Uh, who was just a journalist working here and then mm. outed himself as an illegal immigrant. And My now he goes out gosh. and talks about... That's right. That's oh, my, so I the answer... So, I mean, so the, why, the, the question is, why haven't you been arrested and, and deported? He, well, he was arrested once, hell? I think, and then they just released him. That's unbelievable. 
That is unbelievable. I can't take it. All right. Um, <laughs> before I get a brain aneurysm, we're going to take a break. Is that, your, is that your answer to him? Why have you been arrested yet? Yes, that's my answer. Why haven't you been arrested and deported? Why? <laughs> answer that for me. It'll be that. <laughs> Is it our third anniversary of Patton's too? How about that? That is, uh, that's an end sign for sure. Yeah. That's a nice pink uh, polo on you, though, Pat. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and I've never worn that, but. <laughs> what what are we doing? I don't know. Are we in a, a roller? No, we're in a. It's a movie theater, right? Movie theater? <laughs> and we're eating okay. a lot. Apparently. That could actually be a real shot. As usual. <laughs> you're not that short, though. That's the one thing I will say. You're not, uh, you're not that much shorter than us. <laughs> really at all. But other than that, it's pretty accurate. Yeah. So I guess three years of patents, too. And before that, it was the fourth hour for two years. Right? Something so, like that. Yeah. Jeez. This, yeah. this wow. is end signs. End signs. I can't believe we've been on the air this long. Uh, really uh, shocking. It's a and shocking it's and stunning development. All thanks to you. Me? Thank, thank you. No. Oh, thank you, you very much, Pat. I appreciate it. Not you. I'm pointing over here. I don't here think at, Jeffy's at responsible, them. honestly. Not I think, either. if anything, he's hurt the show. I mean, um, this, we, I've been on the this the Patents Two show the the entire time. The fourth hour, <laughs> the fourth tried. hour started without me, and you tried to you know run it into the ground. I had to come and mm -hmm. save it. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. That's the way I look at it. Uh, okay. I don't know about. Yeah, we don't. You not so much mm. in that, what, that exact sure? way. Because I yeah, triple eight seven two seven Beck. An evangelical has responded to Bernie Sanders' speech at Liberty University. Uh, they found somebody who I guess liked it, which is kind of interesting. He said, uh, "When I saw that guy on stage at Liberty University, I saw John the Baptist." Oh my gosh. Okay, um, crying out to the religious leaders, the Pharisees of his day calling them corrupt and complicit with those who have all the power and all the money and all the wealth and abandoning the people that God loves, that God cares about. Because I guess God doesn't care about any, anybody with wealth. You know? No, not a, not a fan. Not a fan. Okay. And by the way, that means everybody in America because we're the, yeah. the richest country. Yeah. Yes, so we are. Certainly, you, you wouldn't think God mm -hmm. looks at, at the, uh, the rich and the poor and divides it up by nation. Would you think you think God looks at someone who's, let's say, at the poverty level here, mm -hmm. which is better off than 85 percent of the world? Do you think you look at them as poor or rich? Because we look at them as poor and we'd say, oh, poor, poor, poor. But really, uh, for the world, not poor. I think maybe mm -hmm. God looks at the human species and doesn't divide it up like that. No, I don't. I don't think so. Uh, I listened to Bernie Sanders as he said he wanted to welcome the immigrants and give them dignity. As he said, he wanted to care for the sick children and mothers and fathers who do not have health care. As he said, he wanted to decrease the amount of human beings who were corralled like cattle in the prisons. And he said he wanted to do justice for those who have nothing and live homeless. I wouldn't be much of a Christian if I didn't stand on the side of the gospel for poor, because the last time I checked, that's where my master Jesus stood, and I'll stand with him. Here's a guy who had no idea where his master Jesus stood, because Jesus said that people should do all these things. It is individuals who should take care of the poor, not the government through Bernie Sanders, not a socialist government who would take money from us 
and give it to somebody else. He expects us to give freely of our own money. And the, the plan of the person who wants it forced, his name is Satan. So if you want to serve that master, good luck with that. I, I don't know who this guy is, but uh, he's a moron. So I just wanted to I think you know. I think you nailed that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, the Sanders thing is, uh, it's, it's, I, I like the fact that Liberty brought him in, though. You know, I do too. I, it shows that they're not afraid. No, and it's it sets the it sets an example for everybody who says, "Look, we we support free speech." Here's a guy with whom we obviously disagree. Here's a guy nobody here is going to vote for, and we brought him in to speak. And we're respectful. Didn't we're, pie him yeah. in the face. Nobody hit him with pie. Didn't, he didn't nobody glitter, him off stage. glitter attack him. Right. Uh, none of those things happened because look, I, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe we're in the minority. I don't know. Probably. But it's like, I, I don't care. I, I, I'm fine hearing other viewpoints. I just want to be able to say what I think about them. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I'm not going to throw anything at somebody to shut them up. I don't want them to shut up. I, I, I find that well, the best things that happen to expose people that we believe uh, have the wrong ideas for the country are people who are talking. And the best thing that happen is when they are running their mouth mm -hmm. and feel free to say what they actually believe. It's much easier. I don't agree with that. I do uh, want to throw things at people at to now. shut them up. <laughs> I mean, it worked. I... Oh, my God. So do I. Come to... I do. <laughs> Go ahead, Stu. <laughs> what were you saying? <laughs> no way. Because <laughs> you'll, you'll throw a rock. <laughs> no, 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 no. What were you saying? I looked pretty fun on camera, actually. Yeah, no, I, I wondered what that <laughs> it worked, worked like. It, it worked. I think it worked. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, now I'm, I'm never going to speak again. It definitely worked. <laughs> it worked, right? Okay. That's funny. Uh, no. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I apologize. That was probably not the right way to handle Better it. Better than a pie. <laughs> Although I would have been able to eat the pie. So uh, The problem with the pie thing is a lot of times it's not pie. It's just some it's kind of cream. cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a whipped cream or something, yeah. which would be okay, I guess. But I'd rather have the pie. If you're going to throw something at me, <laughs> make it a delicious chocolate cream pie or a strawberry pie. I was recently hit in the face with a pie. Were you? Uh, yes, I was. And it was a oh God, lemon meringue. Lemon meringue's pretty good. The lemon yeah. meringue's pretty good. Yeah. It was, was that on uh, The Wonderful World of Stew? It was for something uh, coming up on The Wonderful World of Stew. Okay. And uh, I was hit in the face with the pie. And I realized as the pie was just kind of sitting on my face, because you know, we were obviously filming it. It wasn't just uh -huh. for fun. Um, uh, I, was, and, you know, I was waiting for the shot to be over. I was like, I can kind of like go... <laughs> And get some and of the pie in my... Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, and then afterwards, I was just kind of sitting on the side of your face. And you just kind of realize if you take it from the back, oh, yeah. it's not really on your skin. You kind of It's just normal pie. And you go, you're going to just eat that. <laughs> I was thinking of you, Jeffy, because I'm like, Jeffy would not be restricted with what part of the pie he No, I was just going to say, what are like, talking about not touching the skin? And then you'd be picking them up off the ground in the grass, mm -hmm. the it's ants like a, crawling It's like if it's a five-minute rule with pie. Five minutes? Is that what I said? Yeah, something like that. I mean, you don't count. Five, ten, fifteen minutes, whatever. Whatever it takes. It's like uh, Homer Simpson. Ooh, floor pie. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Good little floor pie. Uh, let's uh, let's take a quick break. I want to talk uh, about this um, bizarre string of attacks in in California on the infrastructure there. It's really weird. I, I hadn't really heard much about it, but it's kind of either. A strange development, and it, it could affect it could affect you. We'll come back with that on the other side. Triple A seven twenty seven Beck is the phone number. Back with more of the fourth freaking year of this stupid show.
patents too. So if you're an AT&T customer, for example, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, this might be interesting to you. Someone deliberately severed two AT&T fiber optic cables in California Monday night, mm. latest in a string of attacks against the Internet's privately run back. How do we know that somebody didn't do it on accident? How do we know? I mean, How do we know it wasn't accidental? How would you do is, that? Are those the... The yeah, I mean, you're out there working there on your are. sprinkler system, and right. the next thing you know, poop. Oh, oh, man. oh, crap, the fiber optic cable. Uh, oh, was mm. this the one that had right? the whole West Coast? <laughs> ha! Through my backyard. Oh, it's happened to me, that happened to me three times last I, I mistakenly <laughs> severed a fiber optic line about a thousand miles into the Pacific Ocean Did about you? a week ago. It can right. happen. Uh, it can happen. I was, Were you fishing for lobster? I was. Well, no, I, I, I hit a golf ball out there and I was oh, searching okay. for it with my right. nine iron and just going like this under the water. Oh. It's a long nine iron. I stand really I mean, like, far. Really kidding. long. Yeah. yeah. And uh, severed it. It was really bad. Dang it. AT&T offering $250,000 uh, for a reward with the latest attacks. Um, and it is obviously a big deal when, you know, yeah, this is, it is like, it's it's very similar to the ALF attacks. Now, this is not the uh, character from the sitcom of the 80s, uh, but the Animal Liberation Front or the uh, Earth Liberation Front. That would be ALF, again, not uh, the Santa Claus tied characters. Uh, that they would go, uh, the Environmental Liberation Front, and they would go and they would attack SUV dealerships and burn them all to the ground or deface them or uh, burn down uh, places where they did testing on animals or whatever. Uh, this, this is sort of the suspicion of some people that there's someone who's anti-technology, who is uh, anti-development uh, mm. um, that doesn't want this to happen. The other thing is it could just be those pesky kids like in Scooby-Doo. It's, 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 it's usually this, the pesky kids who screw up all the good plans. Right. Um, right. they, they would have got away with it if it wasn't for these pesky kids. Yeah. That's the way that happens yeah. almost all the time. Oh my gosh, it's Farmer McDonald? <laughs> yeah, they would have got away with it too if it wasn't for you pesky kids. Mm -hmm. There was a whole Scooby-Doo episode right there for you. You're welcome. They're also thinking uh, could be terrorism, uh, could be uh, disgruntled could be. employees as right. well. Or it could be an accident. Somebody could have I done don't it think it's an accident. on accident. It doesn't look like it would be <laughs> accidental. But You're tilling your yard. All of a sudden, you cut right through the darn uh, fiber optic lines, and you go, oh, crap. Call before you dig. What have That's I what done? I should have called before I dug, and I didn't. You didn't. And now I'm going to call, and I'm going to say, eh, look at what I did on accident. Dang it. Now, before you call, they come to put the flags in, and the flags get torn down. You don't know. What... Right. Right. <laughs> Maybe the flag wasn't there. Yeah. I don't... You ever thought of that? I have FBI is looking into it, though, right? Yeah, they are, which is it's kind of a big deal. Uh, whoever's been hacking the cables usually opens an underground vault, climbs inside, and then cuts through cables' uh, protective metal, metal conduit before severing the lines themselves. So what you're saying is it's hard to do accidentally. <laughs> yes, that is kind of the case here. <laughs> yeah, what's the process again? Uh, you got to climb into, into an a... underground vault, All right. <laughs> then climb inside, climb cut inside. through the cable's protective metal conduit, Okay. and then start severing the lines see, themselves. The All flag's right. not there. Granted, yeah. I don't see how right. the flag's not If you there. have a super strong tiller, you, you know. That's a really strong <laughs> tiller, Pat. <laughs> and why are you climbing into the underground well, vault the tiller with the tiller? Cut open the, the vault. vault okay, and, then, and you've fallen into it. And then on the way down, your Those, tiller drives into the, you know, the metal case. Why would you just report it if it was a mistake? Well, uh, you got scared. You got okay, scared. All right, I don't think and so. Probably one of your TV shows came on. You didn't have time. Or <laughs> you're, you're, this is, is California. Like, okay, right? I'm done tilling. Uh, <laughs> wow, is it time for continuum?
Yeah, I'm gonna go. This is California, go. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you mm -hmm. probably were using a till that didn't have the automatic shutoff. You're gonna get fined right. for that if you record right. it. That's a good point. Oof, good this point was you, wasn't it, Jeffrey? What's that? You were responsible. I don't know what you're talking okay. about. Um, the Russian hackers apparently penetrated U.S. Uh, industrial control networks that run critical infrastructures like the electrical grid. Oopsies. This is according to uh, James Clapper, who is always reliable. Clapper. I found him reliable every time he's Well, spoken. look what he said about the Muslim Brotherhood. They're mostly secular. I mean, they're called the Muslim Brotherhood, after all, so obviously they're secular. Mostly secular, right? yeah. Mm -hmm. And largely peaceful. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> uh, In addition to Russia, the uh, intelligence chief singled out China, Iran, and North Korea. But luckily, we're making a deal with Iran, so that's going to go away. I don't know why we don't protect our infrastructure. I, I, I just don't, I don't understand it. doesn't it. make any sense. You know, it, in all seriousness, it doesn't cost that much to protect our infrastructure from these attacks, the, the cyber attacks that, that could come, or an EMP. And I, I don't know if it sounds outrageous anymore for an EMP. Does it, is it out of the realm of possibility? Sure doesn't seem that way. I mean, Iran talks like they could destroy us. And the thing is, maybe they can. And the way you could do that is with an EMP, or the launch of a couple of them at the same time, and just take out both coasts and you know maybe you launch three missiles and it takes out the whole power grid for the united states the thing is we could protect it for about i don't remember what <clears throat> the initial estimate was but even if it's 10 times what i think it is which is 20 billion dollars it's worth it it's worth every penny it's worth a hundred times that i mean protect our infrastructure i yeah. it, it doesn't take that much and they can do it pretty easily. And the issue, of course, is that we don't have uh, any money to do it, but we don't have any money to do any of the crap that we do. So, yeah. uh, you know, cut you're going to borrow money to do else. something. Yeah. Do this. Yeah. Now, th this, of course, is assuming uh, that there's some negative thing that Iran would do. And I know we, they won't oh. do that. We have a deal oh, with yeah, them. That's right. In fact, there's a new uh, commercial right. that kind of goes through good the positives of this deal. Uh, here it is. Okay. President Obama has made the world a safer place. Well, I think it's fair to say that we're, we're hopeful. And our future looks more secure. This agreement has ensured peace. Talk to your doctor about this deal and ask him about the possible side effects. The deal removes sanctions and releases $150 billion to the mullahs. Even the Obama administration has acknowledged that some of these funds will be used to continue to support terror campaigns throughout the world. Iran can delay actual inspections for up to 24 days. Incredibly, inspectors will not be allowed access to military facilities. The only inspectors allowed will be Iranians, who will provide site samples themselves if they want to. Even if Iran is found to be violating these terms, nothing's in place to reimpose the present harsh sanctions which brought Iran to the bargaining table in the first place. And, incredibly, the U.S. would be required to help protect Iran's nuclear assets from sabotage. Americans now oppose Obama's Iran deal by over a 30-point margin. No, so for you. The White House couldn't care less. 200 U.S. admirals and generals analyzed the deal and issued an open letter opposing it, stating the deal actually provides Iran with a legitimate pathway to acquiring nuclear weapons simply by abiding by the deal. Visit IranSideEffects.com to tell them the deal is dangerous and a disgrace. That's really funny. Yeah, it's really I funny. like that. It's from uh, David Zucker, who was a uh, like naked gun airplane yeah. classics. Uh, and he's done some stuff. So he's a, obviously a conservative and is a 
uh, done a few ads over the years uh, kind of mocking big uh, issues like this, and uh, that's a funny one. I haven't seen anything from David Zucker in a while. Yeah. It's been uh, a while since there was yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, but he, <laughs> there's been stuff since then. But uh, even with the political stuff, he hasn't done, I haven't seen one in a while. Yeah. It's a good one. 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. We haven't even scratched the surface yet. Not even scratched the surface. I don't know why we would scratch the surface, because uh, it makes the surface unsightly. So, uh, but... Uh, Triple eight seven two seven back eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. Apparently, ninety two percent call illegal immigration a problem. Seventy seven percent say it's a serious one. Uh, the other fifteen uh, percent think it's just fun. Yeah, it's a problem, uh, but it's a fun problem to mm -hmm. have. <laughs> I mean, it's what do you think? You know, it's weird. That is weird. Ninety two percent of Americans call it a problem. 77% say it's serious. So that's a, maybe a, a level. Like it's Yeah, it's a problem. It's a minor problem. Though. I guess so. That's the, yeah. what they're saying. But 77% say it's a serious problem. It's, that's pretty good. No, it, no. There is there another issue on which 77% of Americans agree? There's very few of them. And when, forget that. Go to 92%. I mean, 92%. Right. I don't know if there's anything. I mean, you're talking moon landing uh, type <laughs> levels uh, there. Right. Um, and, and what I think is interesting here is if you were to put media coverage into this poll. Let's say media coverage is a person. They're in that 8% who don't think it's a problem. Oh, yeah. It's treated in the media as if it's absolutely Not nothing. Yeah. And, and maybe at times it's uh, seen as a very minor problem. But it's basically like it's hatred. If you think it's a problem, you're a hater. Yet 92% of people think it's a problem. Well, let's, let's dig into it a little bit and peel another Layer of the onion off. Mm, ooh. Shall we? Let's take the elevator down another level. Oh, wow, I don't know. <laughs> That's a, you're, it looks like you're going really deep there. I'm really drilling down mm, wow. on this one, mm -hmm. Stu, because if you remember correctly, what was the issue that catapulted Donald Trump into the stratosphere of, uh, of this political campaign? That would be illegal immigration. It was illegal immigration. Mm -hmm. Now, they pounded him. They thought they were going to win this thing because he said that... that that some of the Mexicans coming across the border were rapists and whatever. And that really pissed him off, and they wanted to destroy him for it and call him a racist for it. What happened instead is he became a superstar as a result of it. He became the hero of maybe 92% of the American people because he had the balls to say it. And nobody else, in the political realm at least, was talking about immigration, at least not like he was. And so, because he talked about it in an angry way, and he's yeah. damn upset about it, and so is everybody else. And then when he started getting hammered about it, he didn't apologize. Never apologize. I, I will say this, though, and, and I understand what, what you're saying, and I think that there's definitely something to it. But let me just be, play devil's advocate a little bit here. 
The, the comment that got him started on illegal immigration was not a major policy thing. No, it he, wasn't. He wasn't out there saying, like, this is the issue I will run on. That was defined by the media who attacked him on that issue. He had a throwaway line in a speech. When, again, like, he doesn't have written speeches. They're all throwaway lines. But he was in the middle of the speech, and he's like, eh, you know, all these Mexicans coming in, and they've got rapists, and some of them are good people. Uh, and, uh, you know, this is a big mm -hmm. issue. And mm -hmm. also, let's talk about this. And he just went on to something else. It was not unlike the the birther thing which he did lead himself oh, yeah, sure mm -hmm. that really that issue became his campaign because the media called him out on that comment yeah it really wasn't the I, other way around he didn't right. lead no, that I know. parade i know I, i'm not saying he was good on it i'm just saying just by the mere fact that he mentioned it he got thrown into this uh, uh this firestorm and didn't back down from it, yeah. at least. That's the thing. He didn't back down. He didn't say, whoa, uh, yeah, I didn't mean that. I shouldn't have said it. They're all great people. They're good, hardworking Americans right. uh, who are just undocumented. He didn't do any of no, that. he didn't. And to his credit, he at least stood up for his belief that illegal immigration is a problem. And 92% of us th believe that uh, same thing. And so what he started to do was say, well, it is a problem. So, yeah, and I'm going to build a wall. And I'm going to make the, the Mexicans pay for it. And I'm going to have illegals build it. And they're going to do it for free. Okay, well, you know, and it got a little ridiculous. But he tapped into something that 92% so, of us yeah. feel is a problem that nobody's addressing. And, you know, you start to look at this stuff. 51% of re respondents say it's very serious. 26% responded... It's somewhat serious. 15% say it's a minor problem. Half of Americans would uh, definitely or probably report an employer who was suspected of illegally employing illegal immigrants. Less than half replied they would either strongly support or somewhat support the government actively searching uh, for illegal Im immigrants who have not committed any other crimes to deport them. And by the way, I don't think there's one wow. candidate that's a, that is outwardly supporting that plan even Donald Inclu Trump including Trump Trump isn't saying mm -hmm. we should just go down every street knock on doors and search and for look people for hey do you guys have your papers uh, so I yeah. mean and still half the country believes that's okay uh, so I mean look illegal immigration is a, a big problem it's a problem that the, the, poli the uh, politicians have blown over the years obviously so I mean there's an understandable thing though I don't think I ever put that together though that really that wasn't Trump leading that it was part of what he said in that speech. Yeah. It was one throwaway thing that he blew just, it up, and, and him he standing it and by it. with it. Right. He actually just realized it was a yeah. um, an issue that was bringing him attention, and instead of backing down, he just doubled down. And look, you know, the the thing that's great about doubling down, if you go to a casino, uh, when you win, you win big. And he has. Uh, so and far. he has at some so point, far, though, you only need to lose once to have zero dollars. That's the problem with doubling True. down. And at some point, I think that's what everyone kind of expects is going to happen with Trump. Though yeah. to this point, I mean, he, while his lead has dissolved a little bit, it has not happened to that level yet. Uh, no, it so, really hasn't. I mean, he's only, I mean, he's up four points right now in the latest poll. Four points is much lower than he's, I mean, he's been up 10, 12, 14 points, some of them even 16, 18 points in some of these polls. It's down to four. That doesn't mean that it's gone, though. It could just be one poll. We'll see. But, uh, you know, he's, he's fallen in um, New Hampshire as well. He's fallen in Iowa. One poll had him tied in Iowa. In fact, if you throw in the second choices in Iowa, he loses by a pretty significant margin to Ben Carson. Um, so it's kind of a, you know, uh, it's an interesting thing. Carson, again, being the second guy is interesting. And in that I think the, hey, 
uh, I don't want a politician vibe. Like, I get mm -hmm. it, and I'm there. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, you have to look at who these guys are. I, I mean, to me, if it's a choice between Ben Carson and Donald Trump, it's like a choice between Rosie O'Donnell and Elle McPherson in her prime. Uh, that's not a choice. Uh, ben Carson is a thousand times better than Donald Trump. He's not my first choice, Ben Carson, but he, he, I, he's become the love of my life over the past couple of weeks. Anything to get this Trump thing over with. I'm done with it. I'm sick of it. Uh, but uh, at some point, I do believe that Trump will fall. Uh, you know, we were talking about this. What, what are the percentage chances of him winning uh, the nomination and the presidency? I still consider them very low, you know, a couple percent. Uh, so I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. He's in the lead still. He, you know, will he blow it? He's got a long time to blow it. And the thing about Trump, too, is he's not he doesn't run, run away and hide. Uh, he'll do 12 interviews a week. Uh, so he all does. I will phone. say and you give him credit for that. They'll all be on the phone. Mm -hmm. But he will sit there and do interview after interview after interview after interview yeah, after will. interview after interview after yes, interview. Because he, he loves the attention. He does love the attention, man. There's nobody who loves Donald Trump more than Donald, Donald Trump. Trump. And that is yeah, that one true. we can all I think agree it's pretty on. obvious. And it's interesting, <clears throat> you know, whereas uh, arrogance, egomania is a negative with this president. I mean, you look at him and he, he looks like Mussolini at times uh, with his arrogance um, when he's standing at the podium and doing that. I'm looking down my nose at you thing that that Obama does so often. But with Trump, all of a sudden now that's a positive. And like I, I mentioned a few weeks ago. Heard a guy on a plane that was in front of me saying that was the reason he's going to vote for him. Yeah, I know he's arrogant, but that's what I like about him because he's so arrogant. That's what you like about him? When, since when did arrogance become a virtue? When I missed that whole thing. The pride thing in the Bible, uh, it's not listed <laughs> it's that pretty clear way. One, yeah. So I don't know where that came from. I, you want somebody confident. You want somebody competent. You want somebody who's had success in whatever line of work they're in. But do you want an egomaniac? It's all about him. I, I think a lot of that, know. too, particularly on social media, I think a lot of it's just it's just paid people. I mean, you know, there's Could been be. multiple accusations of not only just on social media that Trump is paying people, but it, people at rallies, that initial rally. He oh, had yeah. paid supporters there. Yeah. Uh, there's been many rallies, uh, accusations by employees of media organizations who say Trump is actively paying them for positive uh, coverage. Uh, so, you know, we don't know how much of that is true. Um, but, you know, a lot of that, it's so mindless at times, I, I don't believe it. You know, it just mm -hmm. doesn't feel real. Maybe it is. Maybe people just really don't care about policy that oh, much. Look how well that Dear worked, Donald though. Trump, he, my name is Jeff Fisher. If you'd like some positive feedback on the Blaze Network, I'm willing to be paid for it. <laughs> you really would take his money, too. Oh, in a and heartbeat, you, right? And you, heartbeat. You are. You would I sell would out for almost love anything. With if Hillary Clinton came to you and and said, "Look, you, I'll give you a hundred thousand dollars. So you hundred thousand dollars. Just come in. I want you to say some positive things about me, and you know, win some arguments against Glenn about Hillary Clinton. Get, get him on the side. She's really lost her cankle. She's looking good. She's ready for the race. <laughs> I don't think you'd. I don't think she's ready work. for race. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> She's lost her cankles. It's the first uh, That's probably not going to No, probably not what they're looking for. No. There. No. Uh, no. Uh, by the way, while we're on uh, immigration, uh, in, in the control room, if it's possible, could you bring up a tweet that I, I retweeted uh, today? It was a map of all the border fences going up around the world. 
Really interesting. Really, they're yeah. throwing them up fast. They too. are, man. We they, for all the hatred we supposedly have. Yeah. There's a couple interesting things that I think you guys would really find interesting on this map, and the map is from the Economist, um, so it's not some conservative publication by any any means. But I thought it was interesting to kind of see uh, where these maps are going up right now. Hungary is dealing with a major uh, immigration crisis. Just um, me. Look at that. I'm hungry. Really hungry. Where's the food? Stu said hungry, mm-hmm. and I am. I believe so. it's uh, Sarah Sullivan who runs our board up in New York who has a shirt, that, I think it's her, that says, uh, I'm hungry for Turkey, and it has a picture of the two countries. <laughs> that's good. That's like made that. me laugh. I don't know why. That's funny. Uh, so they are uh, closing their borders now. Uh, and, hungry uh, is? Yes, hungry is uh, closing their borders uh, because... Uh, They're not hungry for more immigrants. <laughs> no, apparently not. Germany has in- introduced temporary border controls. Austria, yeah. Slovakia, and the Netherlands have threatened the same potentially stopping the flow of people mm-hmm. trying to reach northern Europe through the Balkans. Uh, government minister in Serbia, where thousands of refugees are stranded after being prevented uh, from crossing into Hungary, have uh, said that they will not become a concentration camp for the rest of Europe. So that's kind of a problem. Uh, uh, here's, here's the look. Yeah, here's the, the map. Uh, now, here's a couple things that I noticed off the top of my head. Will Kane actually tweeted this earlier today. Wow. Uh, who's, look who's, at used to be with uh, the Blazes now over at ESPN. Um, what, a, what a loser. What a, what a career. That one's in a down spiral. <laughs> is he uh, at ESPN? Really? I didn't know Will was there. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Yeah, he's over at Is ESPN. he on air? Yeah, he's doing it. I saw well, one of his reports. I saw him doing um, a minor league team that has been on the road for like six months because their stadium wasn't built and he was traveling with them. Cool. He's doing all sorts of cool stuff over yeah. there. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, the, the, you well, see, interesting, right. the red ones are completed or under construction. So you see southern border of the United States. What I was interested with is the planned one on the southern border of Mexico. Is Mexico planning to build a freaking wall on their southern border while they're cri- while every Univision reporter is over here screaming at us for wanting to build a wall here? That is amazing. That is amazing. So typical. Though. And then look at Brazil. The entire country is walled in. The entire nation of Brazil is walled in. Either by either by water and existing or under construction. Or planned. Or planned uh, uh, fence. Uh, fence. So, and you see them all over the world. Uh, wow. You know, and look, it's an effective tool. Obviously, it it, it eliminates the easy ones. It does. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't eliminate every terrorist that wants to cross into the border. But what it does uh, do is it eliminates the um, uh, the people who are doing it illegally for other reasons. When Israel built their fence between them and Palestine. Uh, the West Bank and, and wherever else in Gaza that they built this their fence. Uh, it cut down terrorist activity in Israel ninety five percent. And yeah, I shouldn't I shouldn't say uh, that it doesn't help. It does help uh, drastically. Ninety five percent. Ninety five percent is a big number, and of yeah. course, you know, it's a much smaller uh, wall. But still, even on a large mm-hmm. wall like us, you can cut it significantly, uh, and you certainly can cut. Uh, the economic uh, ramifications of uh, illegal immigration, and you know that you know then you have uh, at least control. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. You don't need to uh, stop everyone. You shouldn't stop everyone. In fact, you should invite people. We want people to come here legally, but you need to have some level of control over that because you know they're your resources. Now, if you're a libertarian, a perfect libertarian nation, and I know a lot of libertarians are pushed for stuff like open borders. You can get away with it a little bit more in those in, in a perfect libertarian utopia because of the fact you don't have all the giant programs that people come in and take your money from. You don't, they don't come in and get mm-hmm. gov, you know government assistance at every level with everything that they're doing in their lives. But in a country like ours where that's all there already, they can all claim it. They can go to their sanctuary cities. It's a real 
freaking problem. Yeah. Uh, and 92% of Americans apparently agree with that. You know what else I agree with? What's I agree it? with football season. Oh. And uh, it's here. And I agree with uh, food. Food. Football season. During football season. That's what we call it. Uh, football season? Football. Because <laughs> <laughs> really, yes, it's football, but it's really more about the food. Well, it's about the tailgating, and it's about the fun you can have at home, uh, just cooking out on your grill in the backyard. Um, or maybe you're just just—you're not even watching football, but you're just having a backyard barbecue for, you know, around the pool or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mangrates. Th this is something that Stu and I highly re recommend because these cast iron grills, 100% cast iron, that's why they're so heavy, and they sound like that when you drop them on each other. Uh, they turn your average grill, your barbecue grill, into a steakhouse-quality appliance immediately. Yeah. Fantastic. I made, I made a horrific mistake last night. Uh -oh. I was just lazy. Yeah. So I just microwaved uh, a veggie burger last uh, night. That is a mistake. No. Oh, man. That's after going out to the mangrates pretty much every day. Yeah. Wow. The difference is Big difference? unbelievable. No, that's a microwave. This is, but you'll mm -hmm. notice this difference even from the grill you have today no, to no the mangrates. It's it's it, it's just freaking better, and it's why every every restaurant quality, steakhouse quality grill has uh, cast iron uh, grates on it because it's just that much better. You can get that at your ho house now, you know, without paying, you know, the thousands and thousands and thousands of yeah. dollars that are associated with one of these restaurant level uh, grills. And it creates the even heated grilling surface and and the rail design evaporates the oils and fats, and it seals in all those delicious juices. It's vital, Pat, to it's seal so in the great. juices. Did it, you know that? I did know mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And then you you get this really cool cleaner, too. Yeah. Yep. That, that just cleans the meat or the veggies right off. It's perfect. You know, the barbecue sauce drips down on the grill. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Gets it right off. We, we know what a brush does. Uh, for right <laughs> cleans it right on up. Now, for Blaze TV viewers, Mangrace is offering a... How do you clean the brush? Uh, you rub it against your face. Try it, Jeffy. <laughs> uh, offering a 30% discount when you use the promo code BLAZE at checkout. So go to uh, mangrate.com slash blaze. Get your 30% off. That's your entire order. Go there now. Mangrate.com slash blaze. Yeah, don't, don't put this on your face. It's, it's a little scratchy. Triple eight seven two seven back. It's Pat and Stu. Now, yesterday I, I, I spoke of the uh, the Hillary Clinton thing, where she was talking about uh, uh, sexual assault on women, and mm. the fact that <clears throat> that women deserve to be believed when they make an accusation of sexual assault. First of all, that uh, would be unconstitutional if we use that as a precedent in court, and and secondly. If she really believes that, then she why didn't she seem to put that into practice with uh, Kathleen Willey, who accused her own husband of raping her? I think we all know why mm -hmm. she didn't put that into practice, because it would affect her, and she didn't like those people who accused. And, uh, and yeah. she said that it was okay to say it was false when it was people accusing her husband. Um, but it's funny, beyond the idea of how hypocritical it is, and it is incredibly hypocritical, she doesn't have to do this. Why open herself up 
It just shows how bad of a candidate she is once again and what an it's, incompetent it's really operation stupid. they're running. Stupid. It's like, look. You didn't see that coming? Right. You're, you're a person who is denied wow. rape claims. Wow. You have said right. people who've, accused, right. who've said they've been raped were not raped. Women. Women. You're attacking women. You talk about a war on women. And then she says, you have a right to be heard. You have a right to be believed. When she apparently didn't either for Kathleen Willey or no. any of the other women. And so Kathleen Willey spoke out to the American Mirror yesterday and said she believed what happened for sure. She just chose to ignore the plight of all of his victims, thus enabling him to continue to abuse and rape women in the future. So apparently Kathleen Willey believes that Bill Clinton has raped or abused more than one woman. Uh, she added that Hillary is a money-hungry, hypocritical witch who will do anything for money. I think even Hillary would honestly. I think agree she'd with agree with that. She'd have to. Yeah, she'd have to. She'd have to. And I'm quoting here: "She's a lying pig. <laughs> I cannot believe that she had the gall to make that commercial. How dare she? I hope she rots in hell." Boom. <laughs> Unquote. That's pretty rough. <laughs> Whoo! But here's the thing. If you were raped by her husband, yeah. then she had the unmitigated gall to do that commercial. You'd, you'd, you'd react that way, the same man. way. Oh my god! I mean, that is consistent. Oh my god! What that situation is? Yeah, I mean, that kind of fury is what you would expect if what she is saying is true. If what she, you know, I mean, if what she is saying is true, she could also have overtime forgiven, you know, mm -hmm. and mellowed. But but it, that apparently hasn't happened. But even if you had forgiven. For someone mm. to spit in your face about it again on a public right. stage would might inflame really? that. I mean, I, I, really? look, I don't know. I don't know what happened with that. I, you know, who knows? I, I mean, I. That's consistent for us, by the way. We are the ones <laughs> saying you judge a case on its merits. Mm -hmm. uh, right. You're innocent until proven guilty. Blah right. blah 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 blah. It's her that's being inconsistent. She said you have the right to be believed, and while she's had an entire history of not believing anybody who said because it's not, it wasn't just. Sexual. Uh, it wasn't just rape. It was sexual assault with Paula Corbin Jones, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and it was also uh, Monica Lewinsky, who she said that was all a right wing conspiracy. Right. Now that was consensual, and that but but it was still a sexual incident with her husband right. that she claimed did not happen. And we and know that did. one did happen. The other two, we don't know what happened exactly, but we know that their case was made, and according yeah. to Hillary's current standard, they they should have had the right to be believed. Um, you know, if if like let's <clears> say today. Someone comes out and accuses him of rape. Do they have the right to be believed? I would assume today she would have to once again come up with a double standard that protects her. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, if, if there's someone out there, by the way, who was in this situation with Bill Clinton and has, has so far not done anything, you might see a Bill Cosby type of thing right. where that comes out. You know what? I can't hear him talking about this anymore. It pisses me off too much. I never said anything, but this happened. And if that happens, she's going to have to sit there and defend uh, how, the, how everyone was supposed to be believed, how they had the mm -hmm. right to be believed. That is not the way our system operates. We have a court it's system. Not with police involved, with investigators involved, with lawyers involved, with judges involved. You hash that stuff out in court, and then you judge each case on the merit. Nobody has the right to be believed. It's, it, it is an anti-American concept. It's what they implement in Sharia law in the Middle East, mm -hmm. where the man has the right to be believed, and the woman has no right. You have a right to be taken seriously. Yes. That's what you have a right to, to, to do. Yeah. Not to be believed. 
You should be, every one of these things, every one of them should be approached with some level of skepticism because you don't know what happened. And if you jump in believing you know the direction of something that happened, this is how you have bad verdicts. It's how you, when people have preconceived notions about a case, that's how you go down disastrous roads where innocent people go to jail. I mean, it's, it's a very basic American concept, and she's <clears throat> violating it to, again, try to benefit herself. And it's consistent with what Kathleen Willey said about her. To be perfectly honest, she does only care about mm. herself and her own power. Uh, and it's, it's frightening. It is. It is. Somebody else who's getting in, into a little hot water because of something he said uh, yesterday. Johnny Depp, before a screening of his new movie, Black Mass, which is the story of uh, Whitey Bulger. And uh, Bulger was just, wasn't he just caught? Like just a, caught like a yeah, year ago. Yeah. A little while ago. And um, so he was asked before the screening, he said, what was it like to play somebody who was pure evil? And his comment was, anybody and everybody, especially the families and the victims, could say he's just an evil person. I just don't believe that exists. <laughs> so that's mm. creating a little firestorm for Johnny Depp because um, the families really believe this guy, you know, who murdered their loved one. He's a pretty evil guy. They don't see a lot of socially redeeming qualities in him. He added that, I think that people have their humanity. I think they have their everything they've carried since they were children. And there is a side to James Bulger that's not just a man who is in that business. It's kind of like Adolf Hitler. He had, you know, he had a lot of things going for him. He was a smart guy who created a really nice road that ran through his nation. Mm -hmm. And you can go really fast on it fast as you want the bond the autobahn uh Kraftwerk did a really nice song about it bond 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 autobahn bond mm. bond bond autobahn and then it's really catchy. then it went then it went then it goes it changes up a little bit yeah it goes bond 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 autobahn oh wow After and that. is there really like cheesy 80s synthesizers playing <laughs> more like 70s yes 70s okay mm -hmm. um i i, I <laughs> I will say this for Johnny, and again, I don't know why by bothering defending him no, at you any level. But go uh, ahead. You know this, but this is what we do here. Um, I, at some level, when you're an actor, I think you, you have, to, have to find some level of nuance within a person. Yeah, I think to that's make true. it interesting. Yeah, because uh, if if you portray them as just plain evil, right, it's not. It's no fun. Yeah, you have to find you have to find that person, the human mm -hmm. being inside. So that there's person. a little conflict in the people right. watching. Well, okay, he's got some other qualities too. Yeah. Right. I mean, you could obviously there are some characters that are just pure evil, certainly. Yeah. But I mean, it, 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 to have a, a a good movie, I mean, because that is you know, like you you look at the worst people on earth. They're all stories of. A, them justifying their actions because they believe they were doing something good for society. And B, uh, they, uh, there's the video of Hitler playing with his dog. Yep. You know, there's always that other side of someone. That doesn't mean that they're not pure evil to me. I mean, my definition of that is still just because you're nice to your dog doesn't mean that you're not pure evil. But when you're portraying a character or you're portraying a real person, you're trying to give them that sort of 
multi-level thing and a little bit of texture. I can understand an actor approaching it that way. I don't know if that's an out for Johnny Depp or if I, that's something else. It is for me. I, was, I, was I think you you're right. Because the same, you know, while Depp is playing a character that was real life, but I mean, that's how come we love Tony Soprano, right? I yeah, mean, yeah. because he was, we saw the mm -hmm. evil, the bad guy, the, the guy that was a sociopath, and we saw him, uh, you know, the, the, the human. Well, Walter yeah. White is another example right. from Breaking Bad. It's the same right. thing. You know, like, was he pure evil? I mean, by the end, yeah, hell yeah, yeah. he was. But still, you you had to, that show's not interesting he? if was he's he just pure end? evil. He was just pure evil at the end. I think he was. Well, just mean, not a good guy. Yeah, I think he was. I mean, I, yeah. But did you still root for him? Because you liked him from before? I don't before, think you did. Or, I, I, I like honestly, you, did. Uh, you know, I mean. Because that's an interesting phenomenon, too. Yes, yeah, so we've talked about that before, yeah. where like you're all of a sudden you're rooting for the bad guys. Yeah. I don't think that was the case with Breaking Bad. I think you you. you you felt for him at, a lot at times, but by mm -hmm. the end, and he admitted it by the end, uh, that this wasn't about, it wasn't about him trying to make money to pay for his cancer treatments. It wasn't about that. Yeah, it was all over it now. Was it was about, just, did he die in the end? Power. Uh, of cancer? Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. What? Uh, Turns out for a second. Uh, um, all right. Go ahead. I mean, it's been over for two years. No, I know. Like, but Three. A lot of, I will say a lot of people will catch on to that. Well, that's like, true. So you, as you did uh, with just Walking Dead. Just tell me off here. Okay. Tell me off here. Mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of interesting because <laughs> previous to his conviction in, two, in 2013, Bulger was at large for 16 years yeah. and, and uh, was listed only behind Osama bin Laden. On the FBI most wanted list. Oh yeah, this guy's a bad, he's, wow, bad guy. Bad guy. And you know, to I mean, to me, is he pure evil? Yeah, yeah. but I, you know, he was living with his girlfriend when they caught him. His girlfriend didn't think so. You know, his girlfriend was on board with whatever he was doing. He had turned into an old man, and he was just living a life. Uh, you know, nothing extravagant. Uh, when they caught him, he was living in a you know sort of a dank apartment. Right. Uh, you know, and it was nothing impressive. Uh, but. When you look at the the scope of his life, I think you have you're going to find those moments like like one of the more important moments in a, in a movie about somebody who goes wrong is that pivot point. Glenn always talks about when you're talking about a, a person who may have turned out right, but something changed in his life and he went down the wrong road. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there was a documentary about a, a young man who uh, was uh, burned by people in his neighborhood and later uh, came back uh, as a completely burned character with knives on his fingers and uh, wound up terrorizing the entire community in their dreams. And, you know, documentaries like that, that, that fire where he was bullied turned uh, Freddy Krueger into the person. That was his, that was his, that was his point. Frederick Krueger, I guess it was his given name. And, and, and it changed him. But that moment is important in that story. If he's just... You know, and that, obviously a, gener a really ridiculous example, but if he's just the guy who's just in your dreams killing people, there's nothing there. I mean, every horror movie has that moment. Yes, they do. You know? If he's just mindless, like the other documentary guy, um, uh, Jason... No, but Jason um, was not. Jason Voorhees. Yeah. Voorhees. Again, Jason... Was there an issue there? Yeah, I don't the, remember. It was at the camp and he drowned, yeah. right? Um, and uh, I can't remember the exact reason why... Did uh, somebody drown him, or why was he so... I mean, is counselor, that... counselors weren't paying attention. They were off fooling around, and not so paying attention to him. That and he got pissed off at the counselors. Justified putting a harpoon through somebody's skull. 
But yeah, because they well, didn't pay. They let him die, and right. so he got, he okay. was getting revenge. But if the if the council little kissy face, if, if, if the counselors at Camp Crystal Lake uh-huh. uh, paid attention to their freaking jobs, none of these yeah. people would have been murdered. He pulls right. Crystal Lake out of his. That was pretty good. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> yeah, I think it is Crystal good. Lake. More patent stew coming up. <laughs> See, look, we just, did we just back Johnny Depp in that segment? Yes, we did. See what See, we did? No one would do that for us, no. ever! Oh my gosh, no. We're so tortured. I'm so glad you did. Yeah? Because I was... You know, every once in a while, uh, something weird happens with Bill Maher, where he says something that makes sense. It's really... It's it, rare, but it's it happens. rare, but it happens uh, a few times a year. He's mm-hmm. good for it. Um, mm-hmm. And he's, he's, he, he's hitting his quota here. It's with interesting, his... because when he's agonizing, he's one of the worst, mm-hmm. maybe in the world, for, for agonizing comments. But when he's logical, he's really, really good, pretty good. Pretty good. Like yeah. he was just recently. Yeah, this is a blog he wrote. Um, One day, liberals won't like executive orders so much. Thank you. Late last month, President Obama directed his Secretary of the Interior, Sally Jewell, like I have to tell you, to drop the name of uh, Alaska's Mount McKinley and replace it with the original native name of Denali, which I thought was great. Indian names are always cooler. For for instance, I'll give this one a whirl. Uh, There's a lake in Massachusetts named Webster Lake. Mm -hmm. The real Indian name for it is Pat. Go ahead. Uh, I don't know. Lake Chargagunchamug? Uh, it's about 60 letters, I'll give you that. It's uh, really long. And that's really the name, apparently. Chargagagomanchagagochagungamog. For real. Roughly. He says. Yeah, that's the actual name. Yeah. Um, last week, we got news Obama had signed an executive order requiring companies that contract with the federal government provide paid sick leave to their employees. This is, again, Bill Maher speaking. I probably agree with that. But I used to remember a time where things like this went through a legislative process to see if they had popular support, at which point they were either signed or vetoed by the president. In fact, both the paid sick leave and remaining, uh, renaming Mount McKinley thing were bills that failed to get through Congress, just like everything else. It reminds you that in today's environment with a dysfunctional Congress, whoever wins the presidency rules the country in a way they haven't before. Executive orders are the new legislation. And if a president who wants to get anything done in their term, they're going to have to issue a lot of them, which makes the stakes for 2016 higher than usual. And not because we face a crossroads in history or because this is the most important election of our lifetime or any other hyperbole we hear every four years. It's because the president is now more like a king. This is a liberal speaking. And if a Republican wins, you can get ready to have your benefits slashed, your immigration laws enforced differently, and all your mountains named after Reagan. Now, how about at least but immigration great. laws enforced? Yeah. That would be a nice start. Enforced differently. Yeah, just enforced. Just enforced. But the point here is that this is something that uh, liberals really should be fearing. Yeah, we've this said is something that a million times. They should be factoring into their decision-making. If they're going to support somebody like uh, President Obama and what he's doing, realize that the next guy, and if it's Trump, you will definitely get this. I mean, I think, to, to me, a guy like Ted Cruz, 
I'd want him to do those things. Uh, part of me wants him to do those things, but realize that he's too much of a constitutionalist to do them. He will get into office and not do these things. But somebody like Donald Trump would be, I mean, he'd be doing it like that. It would be everything oh, yeah. would be not Mount Reagan, but Mount Trump. Yeah. I, I noticed you've been uh, avoiding the real issue of the day, though. Uh, you have noticed because I was hoping I if I did, if I ignored I know you were it, trying to sneak it past, right? Right. Like Until if I ignored it, you probably wouldn't bring it's it up. Too late. Right. It didn't and work. <laughs> it didn't work. Let's go to commercial because I don't think we have time no, for it. We do have time for it. We've got plenty of time for it. It's time to get to the real issue: how uh, NFL teams got their uh, names. <laughs> what is the origin? Mm, yeah, of I don't like NFL team nicknames. I don't like this story. Yeah, I know you don't because it's the story of the day. And so uh, you've been trying to uh, sweep it under the rug all day, and I won't stand for it any longer. So I'm going to tell you the Atlanta Falcons and how they got their name. All right? Shortly after insurance executive Rankin Smith <laughs> brought professional football to Atlanta, a local radio station sponsored a contest to name the team. This is important. Are you listening? I am. Go. Okay. 1,300 people combined to suggest more than 500 names, including... Peaches, because peaches are big in, in Georgia. That would have been a weird name for a football team. <clears throat> the Atlanta Peaches? Yes, yes. It would be stupid, and they'd be laughed out of the league. The Vibrants, Lancers, Confederates. Confederates? Confederates. What? Firebirds Can and Can you imagine thrashers. what Harry Reid would be doing about that today? Oh, jeez. Oh, gosh. Uh, while several fans submitted the nickname Falcons, schoolteacher Julia Elliott of nearby Griffin was declared the winner of the contest for the reason she provided. The falcon is proud and dignified with great courage of flight. It never drops its prey. It is deadly and has great sporting tradition. Uh, the hey. horrific uh, franchise known as the Dallas Cowboys began play in 1960 and were originally going to be named the Steers. But this awful franchise uh, stupid. decided that having a castrated <laughs> bovine as a mascot... Might uh, subject the team to ridicule, mm -hmm. so he decided to go with the Rangers instead. But fearing that people would accuse the, uh, uh, confuse the football team with a local minor league baseball team at the time, nicknamed the Rangers, uh, the family changed the nickname to Cowboys shortly became, before the season began, good and move. everyone knew them as the horrible team that they are now. Good move. That was a good move. I had a little improv in there. Uh, the Detroit, uh, no kidding. There's a the slight amount of uh, that information that came from me. Detroit Lions radio executive George Richards uh, purchased and moved to the Portsmouth Spartans to Detroit in 1934, renamed the team the Lions. Nickname was likely, they don't even know for sure, it was likely derived from Detroit's established baseball team, the Tigers, who won 101 games in the pennant that year. As the team explained it, the Lion is the monarch of the jungle, and we hope to be the monarch of the league. Hmm. What a miserable failure they've been ever since. <laughs> the only team to go 0-16, Pat. Yeah. Uh, how about the Green Bay Packers, Pat's favorite team? Mm -hmm. You, of course, know this story, that I Earl do. Curley Lambeau, mm -hmm. his, his employer, the Indian Packing Company, sponsored Green Bay's football team. This is like uh, Rocky in the first it Rocky is. where he had the meat uh, company is. on this his This is road. the little town who could. It is kind of a cool story. Because yeah, cool. the Packers, I never, what is it, you know, the Packers? What is that? They just had a, a sponsor. Plant. They had a packing company that sponsored them. <laughs> It's kind okay. of awesome. That is yeah, it kind of is. awesome. The Houston Texans, now I was in Houston when this happened, uh, became the sixth professional football team, nicknamed the Texans. The Dallas Texans were an arena football team from 90 to 93. Uh, Jerry Jones revived the team in 2000. He was planning to keep the old nickname, but ultimately renamed the team the Desperados. 
Houston owner Bob McNair chose Texans over Apollos and Stallions. Which and, one would you have chosen? Uh, I would have chosen none of the above. Mm -hmm. I didn't like Apollos. I didn't like Stallions. Although Houston Apollos would be kind of cool. It's better than Texans. I mean, it's like yeah, it's not it's not good. Texans is a, just a crap. I might go Stallions there, honestly. I, I don't think Maybe. I don't like Apollos either. I yeah. I don't know. I just I always hated the Texans because it's like it just sounds like you're saying Houston, Texas. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, it's just so it has, a nothing nickname. It does have a natural ring to it, but it is a nothing nickname. The Philadelphia Eagles were named because they're awesome and love America. So no, the Washington Redskins are the next one on our not, list. That's not. <laughs> no, I actually the least my least favorite thing about the Philadelphia Eagles is the origin of their nickname, which was uh, because they really liked the National Recovery Act, which helped destroy the country. Um, uh, they liked uh, Roosevelt's New Deal. And the symbol of the New Deal was the eagle, so they kind of brought it in. It's actually a completely socialist franchise, uh, but I really hope they win the Super Bowl this year anyway. Uh, but I really don't like the, the origin of their name. And, of course, for the Redskins, uh, one year after you acquired the NFL franchise in Boston, jo George Preston Marshall changed the team's nickname from Braves to Redskins. Because he hated Native Americans, hated Indians, well, and wanted them all to die. He was going to commit genocide on them, so he named his team either, Redskins as the most racist thing he could do. Right, Pat? Either that or the actual explanation, which okay. is which the is... nickname was meant to honor head coach and Native American William Henry Lone Star Deets. Hmm. Yeah. So. Hmm. So. That's uh, actually not either or. It is that. So. It's that the second it one. It is the second one. It's not the so, racist one. No. Because, uh, no. I mean, that sounds pretty racist. Yeah, it does. But it's no. So, so there's more patents to come out. So it's the it's the racist one's what fifty fifty or would no, you say it's, it's zero? The racist one is zero, but it, zero. But I heard from Harry Reid that he's yeah I know he kind of said that it won't. He's a moron. He's a moron. No, but he's the senator. But he's still a minority leader. Worst person living, basically. Yeah, but I mean worst person. Well, I agree with you on that. But. Triple Eight Seven Two Seven Beck. It's Pat and Stu. Uh, welcome. I guess there's a new movie coming out. It's of some particular interest. It is uh, a movie called. You may have heard of it, The Jungle Book. Only not the cartoon. Uh, so I don't know who's playing Baloo the bear this time. Jeffy. Uh, is it Jeffy? Mm -hmm. I wish. Okay. I wish it was. I would. You want that, that role? Oh, I'd take that gig in a heartbeat. Mm. An orphan boy is raised in the jungle with the help of a pack of wolves, a bear, and a black panther. And it's directed by John Favreau. And it is a live-action movie this time. Here's a look at the trailer. Looks scary so far. Are you alone out here? What are you doing so deep in the jungle? Next word. Don't you know what you are? The studio that brought you Pirates of the Caribbean. I know what you are. And the director of Iron Man. I know where you came from. Bring the adventure. 
life. For a sweet little girl. I'll keep you close. Let go of your fear now. Ben Kingsley, Idris Elba, and others. I thought that was Garvin Johansson. I thought it was. Live action, The Jungle Book from Disney. That looks kind of cool. That looks pretty good, right? Did you take your kids to that? No. No. Oh. They're too young for that. It's like way a too scary intense. jungle book. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the jungle book. It's intense. It's a scary jungle book. It's not Baloo singing. Yeah, that's not a that's not a movie designed for a two year old. It's a no. jungle book. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it's probably the actual story from uh, uh, what's his face. Um, so L. Ron Hubbard. L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's who it was. From Rudyard, Rudyard Kipling, and uh, I can't say Rudyard Kipling today for some reason. <laughs> that's, uh, I'm not sure I've ever tried to say Rudyard Kipling before, so maybe well, I can't say it every day. I, I can uh, actually tell you why you can't say it today. Okay. It's because it's 11 degrees in here, and your tongue is frozen. <laughs> that's, that's exactly why. right. I'm so about 11 degrees cold in here. right now. All I'm thinking about, I'll be honest, <laughs> exactly all I'm thinking right. about is walking out of this room and going outside into the and Texas heat and warming up because yeah. I'm freezing. <laughs> My toes, my feet, my legs. I feel mm. like it's it's got to be 60 degrees in here today. No way. No way. I mean, 60, it's in the 64 60s. It's in the 60s. It's in the, it's 64 degrees. It's in the in low right 60s. No. Oh, yes, it is. No. Low to mid. It's no more than 64 degrees in here. Can right we get now. an official temperature reading? What's our official temperature reading in this room today? 64! I, I called it. Why? 64 Why? Degrees. We're indoors in a climate-controlled environment. Why is it 64 degrees? Because we controlled the climate to be 64. Yeah. yeah, but why are we controlling <laughs> it that way? Because instruments need it cold, otherwise people could melt on the floor. Too you are the only here. instrument right. that needs it cold in here. Because you sweat all the time. And they know. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, no. Let's be honest about this. The only reason it's 64 degrees in here is because if it's 65, you'll melt down like you went down a water slide. <laughs> I don't have any control over the air conditioning. Yes, you, I don't know if you know that. They do it to cater to you while we freeze our asses off. I'm sick That's of it. nice of them. It was so cold. You have 18,000 heaters around I you every day. I don't have them during this show. During the so, normal but, radio show. So for two hours, you get, you get way too cold? I think not. I'm freezing right oh now. Gosh. And it's because I don't have the heaters. Because well, the go heaters, stand over in front of the heaters than in the brakes. I don't want to do that, first of all. And second of all, we can have normal human temperatures. Did you know, Pat, it's a form of microaggression to make it too cold for people who think it's cold. We've seen it's anti-female and it's anti-me, who's partially female, I think, when it comes no to cold. But that's that. okay. No question about I, that. I'm sick of it. It's so cold. Can't we make it warm? Listen to this guy whine. Sad, isn't it? It's so cold. <laughs> what a well, I care about the instruments and the machines in this building. <laughs> we are looking out for Glenn's uh, Thank you. You know, equipment. The bottom line. That's, That's bull doing. crap. None of us care about that. <laughs> I don't care if Glenn has to buy new equipment. I'm Okay, cold. there it is, Glenn, right there. You heard I it. do. You heard it. I do. 888-727-BECK. We'll see you tomorrow.
Oh, wow. That was, that was not microaggression. That was aggression. That was macro. It was macroaggression. That was macro. 64? Why? 